Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, friends, welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, this week, I want to talk about something that's affecting people all over the world. Maybe not you, but I'm sure you know someone who may have been affected by depression. And I tell you, it's going to be an encouraging message. It's going to be an encouraging time. I'm going to talk to you a little bit right now uh, at the beginning here and bring on a special guest who has some insight into getting through this. Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is moving all the time, is speaking right now. Lord, we ask for the new revelation, mysteries and understanding, things hidden from the beginning of time, but now revealed to us. So, Lord, we ask that you would open up the heavens now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, at one time in my life, I suffered from depression, actually for a long time. I went through some trauma when I was 10 years old. My father was tragically uh, electrocuted and died, and I went through a, a period of time that that I used uh, drugs, I used different things, and alcohol, I worked, I basically did it all. I was a workaholic, and I tried to avoid the pain inside, but I still had that pain of depression, and it, mine was basically triggered because of grief, but there's other things that can affect you. Now, I've been healed of some major things in my life. I'm talking major. Should be in a book. <laughs> I, I've talked about it, but I got healed of Huntington's disease, and this is a genetic incurable disease, and the level that I had that I have, but I, I've been healed of all the symptoms. It killed my mom, my aunt, my uncles, my sister, my brother are all in heaven now. And I tell you, I have a CAG count of 42, and based on my family and based on others who uh, have that should not be in the condition I am for almost being 60 years old, I don't have any symptoms. Now, I started down that road, but I got healed. And I pressed in. And one of the things that affected people with genetic diseases and especially terminal diseases can be depression. And some people say, you know, that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm clinically depressed or I have this genetic thing or my, my blood test says this or, you know, uh, my doctor says that. I, I want to tell you, I'm standing here, a man right now in front of you who's defying all the odds because God healed me, but it, it wasn't automatic. I tell you, I had to press in to get this. I also got healed of Lyme disease and multiple chemical sensitivity. I mean, I was sick for four years and it was a difficult, difficult time. Now, what I learned in the midst of all this is that sickness and disease are not God's will and God might use it in your life, but it is not from him. 
definitely. I tell you, I'd rather learn the lessons a different way than to have a sickness to teach me a lesson. But sickness does not come from the Lord. In any case of sickness, any shape or form, I don't care if it's, you know, minor things, uh, you know, disorders that we might have and different balances being off in our body or even like depression or it goes on to cancer or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not from the Lord. It's from the enemy. And disorders in your body can create a disorder of things. And sometimes it's caused because we get out of order or out of a line with the perfect flow from God. Now, I've determined that after all these years and my recent healings, I'm, I'm now almost 60 and I'm walking now free from all those sicknesses. And I want to tell you, it's because I stepped in to that perfect order or the perfect love of the Lord. And I had to break off things generationally. I had to work through things. I tell you, I went through so much to get here. But I want to now give it to you and so that you don't have to suffer. You don't have to go through these things. Now, so some people can say, well, I'm clinically depressed. And at one time, I was clinically depressed. But I want to tell you, that's a lie from the enemy, even though your serotonin levels might be low and all these things. And yes, you can be on medication and I don't recommend getting off medication unless, you know, that you work with a doctor, or you get some confirmation. Don't just up and do something radical because of what I'm saying here. I had to get off of the drugs that I was on slowly when God began to heal me because there was side effects and things like that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to go through that, but I do want you to understand this. When Jesus prayed for people, he seldom prayed the same way twice. Notice one time he's laying on a hands. Next time he's anointing. Next time he actually uh, did something like he, he made mud and put it into a guy's eyes. Another time he, he didn't say anything. He just said, go. He didn't lay hands on anyone. So what that tells us is that we don't want to put healing in a box to think that it's the same way every time. I think that's one of the mistakes today is that each time that we get a healing or each time that we get something that we need to pray for, we need to get a strategy from the Lord if you're not getting healed. Now, if the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, if that's not enough, if it's not bringing results, then you want to consider getting a healing strategy. Here's what I found out. I became clinically depressed because there was levels in my body that became off because there was things out of a line. I was overworking. I had some generational ties and curses to different things. I was going through a season of terrible grief after having seven deaths. Maybe I think it was eight deaths all at one, one year. And it put me into a tailspin. It made me clinically depressed. And I had to get out of that. I began to decree verses. I began to pray the Lord to realign me to reconnect me to the true vine. Jesus is the vine. And I have some different materials out there on this, and uh, I have a webinar that you could purchase online. It's Accelerating Your Time to Heal, where I talk about this and I help bring balance to it. But right now, I want to invite a guest on who has a new book. Her name is Connie Strassheim. And I've known Connie for a number of years. When I was suffering from Lyme disease, number of years ago, 
she came to one of my events and I found Connie had amazing resources because she'd overcome it in her own life. And Connie and I have become friends and over the years we've stayed in touch and I've been amazed at the spirit of tenacity that's in her. When things have been thrown at her one after another after another, she finds a way through. She's also an amazing writer and speaker. Now, Connie has a new book that just came out called Healthy, Happy, and Free, Spirit, Soul, Body Solutions for the Healing of Depression. Over the years, Connie has collaborated with over a hundred of the world's most renowned integrative doctors, healers in her books and her podcast. And she believes that prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and raise him up, according to James 5.15. So that's, that's her basis. Now, she's going to talk about some things here where she brings it all together. So if you or someone you know is suffering from depression, you want to get them on this podcast right now because there's going to be a breakthrough happening and an anointing, and she's going to release this prayer at the end over you. So I'm really excited to have Connie. Connie, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much, Doug. I'm so honored to be here and so excited to talk to you and the listeners. Yeah, we've been excited about it, too. And Connie and I go way back. Well, I'm not even sure, but I knew we met somewhere in Denver. Yeah. A long time ago. And I was starting to talk about your little bit about your story on the intro because it's been so interesting. The Lord has really been moving in your life. So just for our listeners, just tell us about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Well, Doug, I am a prophetic healing minister. I'm a medical writer, and I'm an author, co-author of 13 wellness books, which I have written in conjunction with what are called functional medicine doctors. So my background is kind of interesting in that God has had me both in divine healing and in the field of medicine. And over the years, he's really just shown me, you know, how you combine those things. And, and I have to just preface this by saying I got into medical writing because I got sick 14 years ago with chronic Lyme disease. Wow. And I don't know how much you want me to go into that story. It's pretty interesting, but your listeners might find it interesting to have a little bit of background yeah, on, sure. on me in order to understand where I am today. Yeah. But um, basically, I, I have a deep passion to help people who have suffered from chronic illness, depression, anxiety neurological conditions because of what I've gone through. And I have to tell you, I've had a really colorful life. And it started out when I was born and I didn't have a heartbeat. And my umbilical cord was choking me. And it was kind of downhill from there, actually, uh, you know, just to make light of it. But <laughs> yeah. but God was faithful and he brought me back. And although the doctors thought I was going to have learning disabilities growing up, I got through my upbringing just fine. But uh, there was a lot of abuse in my household you know, a lot of physical, verbal, emotional abuse. And and so I dealt with all that by traveling the world in my 20s. That was, that was kind of the way I decided to handle trauma. But it was really neat because I had a job with the airlines and I could see the whole world. I actually saw 50 countries by the time I was 28 years old. Come on. And yeah, and it was really neat. I mean, I went to the Middle East, Africa, Asia, and all kinds of places and saw a lot of cultures. I also saw a lot of suffering, which you know, put God put a love in my heart of people of other cultures because of what I had seen. And 
So it wasn't all just to escape pain. I think God put, he gave me an intrepid nature because I have a calling to the nations and to impact people in the nations, but I wasn't really following him at the time. And around the age of 28, I I just realized, I was like, wow, this travel isn't filling the void in my life. It's not getting rid of all this pain. And so I basically went to God and I said, if you'll just reveal yourself to me and give me peace, I'll give you my life. And so that was my salvation prayer. It wasn't, you know, um, I didn't walk through the sinner's prayer or anything like that, but God accepted it. It was really interesting, Doug, because in the days that followed, I began to experience his presence really strongly. And I wasn't the happiest person because I still had all these soul wounds and stuff, but I I just really had a strong longing for the Lord. And over time, I came to understand more and more what the blood of Jesus had purchased for me, but it was kind of a process. And But I began to serve him really fervently after when I gave my life to him at 28. And I would organize mission trips to other countries with my buddies in the airlines. There'd be like five or six of us, and we'd pack a plane full of donations, and we'd go down to Latin America, and we'd minister in the orphanages and the hospitals and lots of places there. And that was just so much fun. And I didn't even ask God if that's what he wanted me to do, but that's where my heart was. And it was neat because I had a buddy that worked in the cargo for American Airlines, and he had an in with the president of American, and the president of American would allow him to fill airplanes full of donations that we could take down to Latin wow, America. That's amazing. It was so cool because he'd be like, yeah, you just pay for the gas. You know, like this guy, he took a trip to Haiti once and the president said, yeah, you can take the whole airplane if you want, just pay for the gas and expenses. And so he raised the money. And so he helped us out when we went on these trips and stuff. But I don't think the enemy liked what I was doing because I got really sick at the age of 30. So this is like, you know, two years after I give my life to the Lord. So at that time, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, which I guess I got running through the park in Queens. I got bit by a tick. I used to be based in New York with the airlines. But in hindsight, Doug, I realized that the reason why I got sick is because of all this trauma from my upbringing, because what happens is that when you've been in trauma for a really long time, it puts your body in a state of fight or flight, and and your brain can literally become hardwired to fear. And that, in turn, weakens your immune system, it weakens your nervous system, your endocrine system, or your hormones. And and I realized almost immediately that I had to start getting that stuff sorted out. And so I went from being this intrepid woman who was a world traveler to a lady who was suddenly housebound. And, and I was like, well, God, what do you want me to do now? Because I was too sick to work. And, and he said to me, I want you to write. And at first I was like, well, write what? because I'd written a Christian fiction novel and I had a publisher who was interested in that, but I no longer had the mental capacity to finish it because the Lyme had really affected my brain. But over time, as I found some brain nutrients, my brain began to function better. And I ended up moving to Costa Rica, Doug, because I could no longer afford to live in the United States and because I wasn't working. And I had, so I had this disability paycheck and it was a thousand dollars a month. And I thought, well, okay, I can live on this for a really short period of time. And God gave me the idea to write a doctor interview book on Lyme disease because there wasn't a lot of good information on Lyme at the time when I got sick. And that book actually ended up being quite successful and it opened the door 
to more writing possibilities for me so I could write other books, you know, with other medical doctors and such. And it was really the first life preserver that God threw me to get me out of the situation. And writing books, it's, it's actually pretty difficult to make a living writing books. You know, less than 1% of all authors are able to actually do that. And so I really saw it as a sign from God that, that He was with me and He was helping me out of the situation that I was in. But at the same time, Doug, He was revealing to me that He also heals through His Word, that healing was actually given to us through, you know, through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So in other words, when He died, He was made an atoning sacrifice, not just for sin, but also sickness, because Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5 state that by his stripes we have been healed and made whole. And the original language of that means, you know, full restoration, not just in the spirit, but in the soul and the body, which makes total sense if you think about it, because our spirit man is head over our soul and our body. So, in other words, we are not a body with a spirit, but as you know, we are a spirit with a soul and a body. And so, as such, our spirit communes with the Spirit of God, and the stronger we are in Him, the more we know who we are in Him, the more we know His love, the more that we can be healed in our soul and in our body as a, as a byproduct of that relationship. So, as you know, we've got healing on a supernatural level. You know, you can get prayer, you can be healed by the faith of another person, by the anointing of another person, but you can also be healed through your relationship with Him, and through His divine life living in you. And that's really what He's been teaching me in the last, I want to just say like seven or eight years, but especially in recent years. And I think He really wants to get us all to this place, Doug. And and I, I want to kind of go off into that a little bit more in just a minute, but just to kind of finish where I'm at here with, with my story. After uh, I moved back to the U.S., after living in Costa Rica, I began a prayer conference call group for those who were chronically ill, especially those that had Lyme disease. And so this was for, mostly it was people that couldn't go to church, people that had been shunned by the church or who had been rejected by their friends and family, which is unfortunately quite common when you get a chronic illness. And so I would get people that were homeless. You know, I get people that were bedridden. I get people that were suicidal but it was really neat because it was like a little community online where we could pray for each other. And I saw God do healing miracles. I saw God restore people. And and a lot of times I didn't see things happen quickly, but sometimes I did. And it really encouraged me to continue pressing in for God's healing and and just to press in for people to get to know Him. And I also did ministry at the church where I was attending the, at that time, the Rock Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. I was part of the healing ministry. And, and it was really funny, Doug, because I went to Bethel Church to get healing prayer for myself, and God actually downloaded an anointing to me while I was there. So I went there looking for healing, and I came back with an anointing. I was still sick, but I had an anointing. And and it was so strong that the the healing team at The Rock, they asked me to pray an anointing over all of them. And I think it kind of confused some people because it's like, here I was this, you know, kind of grumpy, sick lady. I was grumpy because I was so sick. And yet I had this really powerful anointing to see people healed. And it just really showed me that God can use anybody and He can use all of us no matter where we're at. Anyway, I did that ministry for several years and 
was interesting because I did medicine for a lot of years and I improved to a certain extent, but it wasn't until I finally learned how to take my thoughts captive and have the mind of Christ that I really started to see change. And I want to explain that to you and the listeners just a little bit. Before I do that, I should probably take a breath and ask you <laughs> if you want to comment on anything I've said. I've well, just kind of well, gone on here. I do remember this. I remember your story. I remember your group. When I met you, you had a group, and I, I think I, I got on. It was a conference call or something, and yeah. I got on yeah. and prayed and prophesied over people back then. I do remember this. I was uh, following your journey as well. This is before I got sick with Lyme disease, and mm-hmm. that's how uh, we connected up after this. I remember when you went to, to Reading and you came back and you were ministering. When you would start to minister, I felt the heat of the Lord come on you. I mean, there was a mm. powerful, powerful heat of the Lord. And I think that's why people would step back and say, wow, <laughs> you know, who is this? Yeah. You know, and, and I guess it's one of those spiritual principles you have to give to receive. So yes. you, know, you, yeah. you had to go give to others before you could get yours. And also, one thing that I noticed is is your story similar to mine. I had a really rough background, and mm-hmm. and so fear, unhealed soul wounds can actually bring down your immune system, and that's what yeah. was going on with me. Then you get these medical diagnoses, and you know some people get on drugs, and the side effects throws them off, and it's a whole other podcast. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, with what yeah. you just described so far, is the closest to my journey that I've found with anybody. And then we walk part of their journeys together. And, yeah. um, you know, where, where what you're saying here is to bring hope for those who are chronically ill, for anybody who's suffering from soul wounds and, and things from the past, from anyone that hasn't been getting healed. This will apply to do all yeah. of you. So what was intended for evil yeah. is now being used for good. In Connie's life, she was able to write these books and, and the Lord is doing something amazing. So, yeah, that's what I wanted yeah, to say. Thank uh, you. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah, and I know you've really been through it, too. And it's it's interesting because suffering does give you a level of compassion, you know, that I think enables, it, at least I think it enables me to minister better to others. And Randy Clark once actually said to me, you have the gift of compassion, And he had said that it's the second most important gift when you're doing healing ministry after the gift of faith. And so I'm really, really grateful for that. But the one thing that I really want to share just to give hope to anyone who's listening who may be battling a neurological condition, whether it's a neurodegenerative disease like Lyme, anxiety, depression, you know, anything along those lines, I want you guys to know I had a really horrific lifelong battle with my thoughts and because of things that have been done because of the soul wounds. And when people used to tell me, you know, you just need to learn to take your thoughts captive or just be more positive, it would really frustrate me because I'd be like, I'm trying, but my brain is on fire from this illness. And and I would question and I'd feel like there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with my faith and I must not really know the Lord And while it's true, I did have some contentiousness in my relationship with God, I loved him. My spirit loved him. There were parts of my soul that were kind of kicking up a fuss, but my spirit loved him. And so those of you who pursue God, who pray, who want more of him, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have to know that 
you love him and he loves you. And you may have parts of your soul that kick up a fuss at times and say, no, you don't love God. And you may even think, I hate God. But you have to know this isn't who you are and that you can change your thoughts. And here's the thing that's kind of sad, Doug. I studied neuroplasticity, which is basically the study of how our brains can rewire themselves and change. And once I began applying mind renewal within the context of a brain retraining program, I realized, wow, the word of God is true. We, we can have the mind of Christ. But it took me having to study neuroplasticity to actually get a revelation of how much I could change my mind through his word, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't think that God needs tools in the natural realm necessarily, but he does use them for people like me who have had struggles learning how to take our thoughts captive. And so basically what this involved with me was a structured framework for learning to not only think his thoughts, but walk them out. And so what I mean by that is, for instance, he would give me a scripture about my identity in him, and I would not only speak that over myself, but I would do what my Hebrew and chiropractor and mentor calls doing the word. And so that would mean not just meditating on it, but actually incorporating it into my soul and my body by imagining it, stepping into it, because here's the thing, Doug, we're outside of time and space, our spirits are, so you can actually step into any part of the word, and you can be in that place and time. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. And I always say that God's outside of time, which means that you can grab hold of a prophecy or a word from the Lord and apply it to your everyday life right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what he was showing me is that when he, he tells us something about ourselves, when you see yourself in that place, like you close your eyes and you just visualize yourself in that place, or you can even ask him if you haven't heard anything yet and just say, Lord, how do you see me? Where do you see me in the near future? And when you picture that and you speak his word, what he is saying to you over yourself, you will actually create you will actually change the chemistry of your brain. And if you do that often enough, that chemistry can override the old chemistry. It's really, really interesting. But That's I've uh, neuroplasticity, my- right? Yeah. Would you mention yeah. that before? I was going to ask you, I never got to, but that's what, in case you don't know, is that your brain is hardwired. Neuroplasticity says that we can change this. And so science proves that we can do it through the word and that we can actually find that we can do it through the word. Is what she's saying. Right, right, exactly. And and one thing I think that as part of that, we really need to get a revelation of who we are in the Lord, because as you know, I know a lot about medicine. I've been studying it for 15 years, <laughs> and I think it can be really important for helping you to get to where you need to go. You know, let's say you have brain fog or you're anxious, too anxious to pray. Medicine can help you get your thoughts centered so that you can more effectively pray and so forth. But in the end, I think it's when we really know who we are in Him, when we get a revelation of how much He loves us, that we can really start operating out of the mind of Christ. And then when you have the mind of Christ, you can also have the body of Christ, because the mind controls the body, the physical body. That's good. And, you know, so like the more we know who we are, the more those effects are going to manifest. And that is something that science has proven, too. 
And so when people say, well, you know, God gave us salvation and we can be renewed in our spirits, but, you know, they kind of question whether healing is for everyone. I just have to say, well, the atonement says it is, but even if, you know, you don't believe based on what the word says, or you're not sure about the word, you have to know that the spirit, the soul, and the body are all interconnected. And so when the spirit is thriving in relationship with God, these two lower parts of us are meant to come under into alignment with that. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why, you know, we can get this this diagnosis and things like that. But once we get our spirit in line, it will absolutely be diagnosed by the Word of God, which is healing and wholeness. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, I just have to tell you, just kind of as an example, God, God always sees us as much better than we see ourselves. And you've heard it said that he sees us as Jesus, which I think is absolutely true. But he also likes who we are individually. You know, he likes the personality he gave us. Yeah. And I got a vision recently from a mentor friend in Colorado. His name's Rick Roberts, and he's been a mentor of mine for a number of years. And he actually gave me a vision recently, and it was like at 1.30 in the morning. And he showed me that I was, well, I won't tell you the whole vision, but in one part of the vision, I'm wearing an Air Force uniform, and I have 12 medals on my chest. And, and I was like, well, what are the medals for? And he said, these, these are rewards for your suffering. Ah. And I felt like that was just a word, not only for me, but maybe to a lot of people who are listening to this, because I kind of thought, well, what do I deserve rewards for? I haven't fulfilled many, many things that I've wanted to do that I feel like God's put on my heart. You know, it's like sometimes we tend to focus on the wrong turns and the things that we've we've missed. And and I felt like God was saying, you know, just the fact that you've persevered through so much stuff and you still follow me and you still love me, there are rewards for that. Mm. And And I was like, wow. And then after he put the medals on my chest, I turned into a lion. And and it was so cool because it's like he was showing me, this is who you are in heaven. This is how I see you. And and our chiropractor, Joel, I keep calling him a chiropractor, but he's our, our messianic teacher who lives in heaven. And did I mention him already? I don't know. No. If I did. Uh-uh. No. Okay. Sorry. I'm. I've he didn't die, by the way. He lives in heaven. Yeah. That means he's like <laughs> he, me. Yeah. He spent more yeah. time in heaven than earth. Yeah, exactly. And and so the last couple of years, I've been mentored by a guy who has been reading the Bible in Hebrew since he was five years old, because wow. Hebrew is his native language. So so this guy has a revelation on the Word like few people I've ever heard. And he will teach us and say, when you go into heaven, you'll see yourself differently than you do on earth. You're actually much bigger. You're much more powerful. You're really scary to the enemy. But see, the enemy wants to make us afraid of him and make us think he's so huge and that he can just destroy us, but he has no power. And so the biggest lie he tries to put into our minds is that we're weak. But but Joel said, get a revelation of who you are in heaven. And so when, when I began to do that, Doug, it's like I went to heaven and I saw myself wearing a crown and carrying a scepter. And I was like, I'm wearing a crown in heaven. Oh my gosh, what does, you know, what does that tell you about what we can do on earth if this is who we are in heaven? And I realize it's different for everybody, but I guess the point I'm just trying to make is that we are much more powerful 
amazing, wonderful, and beautiful than we tend to see ourselves in the natural realm. That's exactly right. And, you know, uh, Jesus said, on earth as it is in heaven. And interestingly, is the first, really the first prophetic word that he gives anybody was in John chapter 1 with Nathaniel. He says, you're going to see heaven open and angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That is on earth as it is in heaven, is seeing this, you know, that once you get this revelation of who you are, like Jesus said, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. then will change. Now, we're talking here like it's easy. You know, it's not yeah. easy when you're sick, of course, and when you're no. battling with no. this stuff. But but, it, but it, I tell you, things will turn around. I've watched it in your life and in my own life. Yeah, absolutely, Doug. And I, I mean, I tell people I was one of the most broken, negative people that I knew. And I feel like, and, and look, I'm still a work in progress. I'm not going to sound like I'm perfect or anything, but... I used to have the kind of depression where I would cry. The Lyme had so affected my brain that I would cry sometimes the entire day and for days and months and, and years. And and now it's like depression is an occasional thing. It's just, it's like not a part of my daily life anymore. And I just say that, I just share that with people to give them hope. And like you're saying, you know, it's not an easy thing, but here's an easy place where you could start if if you haven't tried this before. Um, so our spirits are bilocational, meaning we can be, our spirits can be in heaven as well as on earth at the same time. And all you have to do is say, Lord, by faith, I'm going to step into heaven right now through Jesus. And, and so you just close your eyes and whatever images come up, that's fine. You know, just let it be okay. And even if you don't see anything, let it be okay. And one of the things you can do that can be really powerful for your healing is to take communion in the communion room of heaven. And, and so this is something that we do with Joel and his classes all the time. It's, and it's so empowering. And, you know, Joel, who has been doing this for many years, says he believes that things happen much faster when you do them when you're in heaven as opposed to on earth. And by the way, this is a guy who helped write the Bible codes. I forgot to mention that about him. Wow, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's been on Sid Roth and stuff like that. And so it's it's really cool to get to learn from him directly. But um, yeah, so you can just by faith go into heaven and take communion. And as you're taking communion, you can say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for me. Thank you for your DNA and the record of your life and everything that you said and did while you are on earth, which is contained within your body. And then you receive that body, you receive his DNA and the record of everything that he said and did while he was on earth into you in that moment. Because when we're taking his body, we're taking the entirety of who he is into us. And and so by doing that in heaven, it's really, really powerful or you can just say, Lord, by faith, I just want to come commune with you. I want to pray with you in heaven. And you can take a step to just say, I'm going to do that right now. And if you get an image, that's great. If you don't, that's okay. But God will honor your step of faith. So, you know, it's really a faith thing. It's not how you feel or whether you get a big open vision or something like that in the beginning. It's it's just saying, Lord, you you have told us, you've given us access to heaven. And we can go there now. And over time, I think you start to see more about like what goes on up there. Or, you know, I would say up there, but it's really everywhere. 
Yeah, yeah, this is powerful. Now, this was a key to my healing, and Connie asked me before we started the broadcast, you know, what was a turning point for me? And I didn't mention that I started taking communion every day. I started doing it as I'm entering heaven, or, you know, in, in heaven is just a place, you know, that you can go and pray, and it's just a place that you commune with the Lord. And yeah. I started, I noticed that my healing really started to, uh, I had lots of different things to get healed of, but it started to increase when I started taking communion every day and, and then decreeing the word of God, these verses that line you up with the heavenly qualities that you need. Then sooner or later, they will catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it says, you know, in Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, I believe that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through Jesus. So that means we have the potential, you know, to do everything that Jesus did. And when he says, do it on earth as it is in heaven, you know, how do you know what to do if you're not in heaven? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to know what's in heaven in order to do that on earth. Yeah, exactly. And for people who don't quite understand this is, is think of it when you start to worship God or you pray, you close your eyes, you start in your body, and then you get your mind, you know, focused on the Lord. You may picture him. That's your soul, and then the Spirit comes. And so it's mm-hmm. it's as simple as what you do when you worship or what you do when you pray. This is actually connecting with heaven is what we're talking about right now. And it will actually, because Connie just said, if you want to start right now, you're suffering from anything. You can start yeah. by seeing who you are in heaven. And that right. that's powerful. Right, yeah. And I apologize if I kind of jumped in a lot of directions without really clarifying that it's it's something (laughs) and it's something I'm still learning a lot about too you know um, because there's a lot to heaven and there are lots of realms in heaven but um, I want to go back to earth just a little bit for a second and (laughs) and just share that yeah when you know when you're sick or you battle depression or anxiety your brain can be stuck in a perpetual fight-or-flight response and so what that means is that you know, prolonged trauma or illness can literally hardwire your brain to fear. And so you'll tend to look at the world through the lens of fear and survival mode, and things will tend to feel overwhelming and scary on a pretty ongoing basis. And so when I learned about that for myself, it was an eye-opener for me because it helped me not to feel condemned for not having more peace or joy or faith. And I, I think we have to deal with the spiritual sign of fear but it's also one way that, you know, the mind works with the spirit. So if you can also work on the physical level to disable the fear pathways in your brain through like, you know, a brain training program or just the relationship with God, then that can enable your mind to work more effectively with your spirit to overcome fear, depression, whatever it is that you're battling. Yeah, this is powerful. What I love about you is we're talking about heaven, and hey, we're back to this yeah. <laughs> medical proof of what we're talking about here. And you just described yeah. once again how to renew your mind, and you know, and, yeah. and how it will uh, line up your healing. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone who's interested in looking into that, there, the two most well-known programs are uh, one's called amygdala retraining, the other is dynamic neural retraining. And I always say this with the caveat that. Any tools that we use in the natural realm to heal our brains and our bodies need to be submitted to the spirit, not the other way around, you know, because sometimes 
we'll try to fit the things of the spirit into to something that we know or use in the natural. And everything you do, I think, I just encourage you to let it be spirit guided. So, you know, here's a great program, but, you know, let the Lord show you what aspects of that he wants you to use or how he wants you to use it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, thanks. And 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 another thing I just want to share, too, is that, and, and I'm talking a lot about anxiety and depression here, but it could really be anything that you're dealing with, is that I have found that there are so many tools in the natural realm that we can use to heal our brains and the rest of our bodies outside of pharmaceutical medications. And I think there's a time and a place for those. And I don't have any judgment for anyone who takes them because I took them for a long time and you just sometimes just do what you got to do. But I want to encourage anyone who battles a mental condition that you can actually heal your brain, even if it's a genetic issue. These days, there's a lot of depression, anxiety from toxicity issues, from the environment, uh, spiritual issues. But I, I have a book that, well, it'll be out by the time this podcast is released, and it's called Healthy, Happy, and Free, Spirit, Soul, Body Solutions for Healing from Depression. And that, that's going to be available on my website, which is ConnieStrassheim.org, as well as Amazon. And in that book, I talk about how to heal the mind, how to heal the body from depression from the ground up with relationship with God being the foundation and cornerstone. And in that book, I also talk about some natural tools that you can use to help your chemistry along. So for anyone that has, you know, anxiety, and it's even, even, even though the title of the book is on depression, it's, it really applies to people with anxiety as well. So, or, and, and, and it's written from the perspective of my journey, having battled a neurological illness for many years. So um, I think your listeners, if there are, there's anyone here that battles those things, you'll find a lot of rich information in that book. Yeah, I endorse the book, and I got I got to take a look at it. And I tell you, it's packed yeah. full of what she's talking about right here, going back and forth between the supernatural and the natural, and bringing yeah. that alignment that you need. And it's just amazing. Oh, thank you, Doug. Well, that means a lot coming from you too. <laughs> so Which, yeah, I, did you? Ahead, um, sorry. Is there a direction you wanted to go from here? Well, I was just wanting to just say that I think I want to share with people that God really wants us to know Him, and He wants us to learn to live, not just to learn how to receive divine healing, but walk in divine life. And first and foremost, because we were created for relationship with Him above all things, above anything else but also because we're living in a world that's becoming increasingly toxic and the tools in medicine are really not enough. But God knew that, you know, the world would be poisoned with lots of chemical and electromagnetic toxins, but he also provided provision for us. And I think he wants us to learn how to walk in divine life, not only so that we can be healthy and whole and in relationship with him, but so that we can minister to the many people that are becoming sick these days from the environment, from lack of relationship with God. And and he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And I just want to encourage you all that he can and will help you to get there. And here's the other thing that goes along with that. Whatever we focus on, as you know, Doug, we empower. Whatever we empower becomes activated in our lives. And so in this day and age, when there's so much negativity around us, it's really, really good to just look at God and look at how strong and mighty and powerful He is in you and through you 
and look at what he wants to do in the midst of all the problems and things that are happening in the world and just know that he's greater, you know? So I just really want to drive that point home. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've been a big encouragement to me over the years. And, and the Lord only knew that when I met you, that I was you know, I was in pretty good shape and pretty good health. And then I hit the wall and suddenly was suffering with Lyme and chemical sensitivity. And yeah, I remember that. Then you all of a sudden, too. yeah, I started reaching out to you and then you helped me with some things. And, and it just... It was just amazing how God ties things together. And here we are. We're both healed and functioning. We're still, like you said, a work in progress, but we're healed and functioning now and helping other people. And so I just want to encourage people everywhere to just reach out to some of Connie's, any of her books or material. And uh, she's such a source of, like you've just heard, she's a uh, bubbling over with both the natural and the supernatural. You don't find many people. I, I found very few people that I could talk about heaven with and talk about uh, neuroplasticity, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Doug. Yeah. And I want to share too that, you know, I've done informal consulting to help people with their health conditions for a long time, but I'm going to be putting together um, a consulting practice that combines prayer and supernatural tools for healing with medicine. And so I'm not sure if that'll be up and running by the time this is out, but if you're someone that you need help and you you haven't found answers through the tools that have been made available to you, you know, I just love to pray with you, um, help you figure out where the roadblocks are and, and get you back on track. Bill yeah. and I, I still host the prayer conference call group from time to time. We've had seasons where we've stopped it for periods, but, you know, check on my website because we'll, we'll be posting the prayer dates on there for this coming year. So for anyone who wants to get prayer, you can call in and we just pray for people on a first come first serve basis. And um, I'll just name my website quickly for those of you that didn't get that the first time. And so my first name's Connie, the last name's Strassheim. It's spelled S-T-R-A. S H E I M, and then in I'm a dot org. I lost my dot com, so I'm not dot org. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Okay, talking about prayer, I want you to pray over us and release and activate any and everything the Lord gives you right now. Okay, I'd be honored. Thank you, Doug. So, oh, Father God, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, we just love you, Lord. We praise you for everything that you're doing in our lives, and God, I thank you that. Every person who's listening to this has a call on their lives, Lord, to do great things for your kingdom. And Lord, where the enemy has come along and just lied to people about their identity, Lord, lied to them because of a chronic health condition that they might be battling, Lord, I ask that you just remove the veil, that you remove, God, um, the spirit of blindness from them, Father, and Lord, that you would just pour forth, God, your presence, your anointing, and your power. And Lord, I just feel like you just want to release a revelation, a greater revelation of identity, God, in all those who are listening here. 
And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord. I just ask that you pour upon each person, God, a greater revelation of who they are in you, God, as warriors in the kingdom of heaven, as beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God. Lord, as a brother or sister of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we're seated with you in heavenly places. And so, Lord, I just thank you, God that we can walk in those heavenly places and we can bring heaven to earth, Lord, because you have given us a mighty assignment, God, and we are almighty warriors, all of us, Lord, who have received you as our Lord and Savior. We have the author of all life living inside of us. And so, Father God, where the enemy has blinded people and said, you're nothing because you battle these thoughts or you're nothing because you battle this illness, I just rebuke all of those thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you for bringing healing to the mind, to the bodies, to the souls of everyone who is here, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for bringing inner healing to broken hearts. And Lord, I thank you for those who have done the healing, Lord, to for just helping them to be able to stand on what they know to be true. Because sometimes, Lord, we get the healing in our heart, but the brain pathways are still wanting to go back to the lies. And so, Lord, after you've done the healing, when the enemy comes and tries to lie to them, Lord, we just ask that you just tap them on the shoulder and go, nope, you've been healed. You have the mind of Christ. This is who you are. Lord, help them to stand in that truth. Lord, I thank you, God, that every person here is so valuable and so precious to you. And Lord God, every person here has an important and high calling in you, Father God. Lord, we are coming into times, Lord, where you're going to be using us so mightily, God, for the things of your kingdom. And so, Lord, I just bless every person on here, God, with that revelation of what you're calling them to do and be in this season. I thank you for restoring them in body, soul, and spirit, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, for just wrapping your your arms of love around every person in this group, Lord. Bless them, Lord, on this day. Bless them. Heal them, God. And just show them, Father, that it is a new day, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your incredible love, your incredible goodness, and your and mercy, Lord, that is so deep and so rich, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. We've been talking thank with you. Connie Strasheim, and I want you to go to her website and you know find her materials, get her book, and just stay in touch with her, follow her on social media, whatever you need to do. She really is an anointed, good resource and has helped me and will help many other people. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, Connie. Thank you, Doug. It's been an honor to be here with you today. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.